Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your weekend wine guy, and uh, your commodore of everything crunchy. Uh, I'm super excited. It is March Madness this month, and uh, we'll see how the dogs do. Um, But March Madness is all about wild, crazy basketball games, and uh, I've got a wild, crazy guest, two of them actually today. The the first is, uh, his name is Rob Ehrlich, and uh, he is uh, the founder of many things, deliciously crunchy, crispity, and functional and fun. Uh, He owns a company called Vegan Rob's, and um, I was down at the Fancy Food Show back a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, in San Francisco. I had a chance to uh, to see so many cool new products coming out in the food category, anything you see in the grocery store, basically. Um, and I have the pleasure to speak with him. And also, I have Alex Long, a longtime pal, who uh, is a chocolatier. He's got uh, Salus Chocolates on First Avenue, just below the Thompson Hotel, which is I think is first in Virginia, I believe. Um, and we're going to chat with him about some of his uh, cool spirit-infused chocolates. But right now, let's not uh, let's get right into the bottom of this bag of fun. Hey, uh, Rob Ehrlich with Vegan Robs, welcome to Happy Hour. Christopher, good morning. How are the time it is there? I'm in New York right now. Okay, perfect. Well, it's Saturday night. Uh, this is Seattle, and welcome to Seattle. So, uh, I'll be going to New York. Um, gosh, I was there for the uh, well, the New York Wine Experience. No, it's the uh, Vin Expo. That's what it was. Um, pretty okay. cool. Lucky you. Are you based out of New York? Oh yes. Okay. We definitely make a lot of trips to uh, the Northwest, and love Seattle. Awesome. Well, we'll look forward to uh, meeting you one of these occasions. Uh, let's talk about Vegan Robs. Uh, you are Rob Ehrlich. Uh, you are in the snack food business. Let's tell me how you got started in this uh, industry. Yeah, I created a little snack called Pirate's Booty. I have a lot of fans out there that love the crunchiness of Pirate's Booty and Veggie Booty, Smart Puffs and Tings. And we've been doing this for a little close to 30 years now, making uh, all sorts of beneficial snacks. That's really neat, and I know that uh, I was always jealous of Pirate's Booty. I don't know where everyone got it, but I knew my little niece was chomping on it all the time. It seems to be very popular with moms and kids, and uh, I'm, I've had some myself. I know it's tasty. How did you come upon this particular food stuff? And, and when you say you've been in the business for 30 years, were you working with a company? No, I'm a basic entrepreneur, you know, basic idea to production, and we have a really tight company, um, basically a purposeful company. We focus on uh, you know being in the moment and understanding what the consumer wants and having that real you know great attraction. Wild. So uh, you must have some some business knowledge or a degree of some sort because to start, I mean, this is not like a selling cookies on the side of the <laughs> this the corner in the neighborhood, right? This is this is a big business, the snack food industry. It's billions of dollars. Oh yeah, this is a global brand, and you know, right now we're vegan. Uh, Rob's is you know, about compassion, and we really try to bring in getting vegan even for a moment. And this is something that I think a lot of people are interested in plant-based now. It's so hot. And obviously, the superfoods that we add, you know, are are great for, you know, all sorts of uh, cool things. And basically, we're just having so much fun now with this brand. 
Well, it is fun, and the uh, the flavors and ingredients are really wild and appealing and attractive. Let's talk about the first thing you ever created. Were you doing a cracker or a chip or a puff? What was that first snack food that you made? Well, actually, I didn't make snacks. I made salad dressings in my mother's kitchen. Ah. I, my, you know, I liked to see Paul Newman at the time, and I liked to see Ben and Jerry's, and all those guys were like my heroes. And like you write a song, and it basically goes away. You're in the food business. It kind of goes on forever. You can always have a hit. So I really love that whole concept. Well, that's neat. And mom had a bunch of ingredients, or did she, did she give you this uh, idea of uh, the world of flavor? Well, pretty much my friends are chefs, and I think chefs are the you know geniuses of the world because they're the ones that create all these great flavors and stuff. But pretty much she kicked me out of the house pretty quickly, and I decided that it was better to go to a party with a bag of chips than a bottle of dressing. So I immediately started making potato chips and popcorn and those kinds of things and immediately came up with Pirate's Booty and Smart Puffs because I have this knack for funny names. Oh, I like Pirate's Booty, the treasure chest of cheese or something like that, I imagine. Um, you're probably right, unless you're going to like a lettuce festival, uh, the party, you, you need something that people is salty and allow people to wet their whistle with. Pirate's Booty. So uh, did you like have a, did you experiment with creating some of these foods? Did you understand that you needed a, a blower to, to have these puffs puff up and to have the heat there and then to toss it in flavor? I mean, I, I know a little bit about it, but certainly not as much as you. What was the first uh, iteration? You said Pirate's Booty, but how did you make it? Well, you know, like I went to the plant and it was like so much excitement for me because that's like where I'm alive the most when I'm in the production to watch the bags come off. And I saw other things happening and it was actually by accident to see stuff on the floor. And I said, well, what's this? And they said, oh, we're doing the changeover. And I said, that's what I want. And they said, well, that's okay. And that became Pirate's Booty, really. And the name when I went to Disney World was the Pirates of Caribbean ride and it all came out together pretty quickly. Okay, well, uh, Jack Sparrow needs a bag of Pirate's Booty. Now, when you say what was on the floor, you're talking about some equipment, or you're not actually talking the, some of the overflow, per se, of, of those those uh, puffs? Well, yeah, when you make puffs, there's always this nozzle you could have in different shapes and sizes and things. So sometimes they can either make those, like, cheese doodle ones, or they can do all sorts of different things with it. So then I became sort of an expert, not only um, in the... Uh, puffiness and the and the pressure behind it, but also the seasoning application. There's like probably nobody on the planet that knows about more of it than I do. And we take all of that now into vegan rounds. We have cauliflower puffs, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, beets. Um, you know, so many great products. It's really we. I make kombucha bars. We put kombucha in bars. That's how crazy this whole company is now. That is really wild. And I have the pleasure of speaking with Rob Ehrlich, the founder of Vegan Robs, and of course, Pirate's Booty in a former, well, a former iteration of his professional career. Uh, I I have this great, it's truly a Pirate's Booty of uh, a box you sent me. It's got Vegan Robs, Moringa Puffs, Cauliflower Puffs, Beet Puffs. You've got some turmeric chips. Uh, let's talk about it. First of all, the ingredient in most of these Vegan Robs, and it's veganrobs.com, um, is sorghum. Or sorghum. Yes, yeah, sorghum. Sorghum, it's you know, a drought-resistant crop that grows without water. So we can feed the world. Basically, you can grow this in a desert. And it's got a great low glycemic value, and it's got um, great digestive. And really what's happening now is a digestive health. is so important. Well, I agree. I I, that, I, go for it. Sorry to interrupt. You know, it's very important. If your belly is and your gut health is safe and great, then everything else works out. And so... We really focus on that 
as well as great taste. Well, I just popped up a bag of the cauliflower puffs, and uh, I love the sorghum. And you're right. As I have matured or gotten older, I realize that certain foods aren't quite as uh, easy to digest or to make me feel comfortable, and my body's kind of telling me something. So I have to get off some of those things, like many other adults or people in the world, whether it's corn or barley or gluten or soy. Um, and it, You have sorghum, which is something that obviously is cool because it is very drought-resistant and you can sustain the world on it, but it tastes good and it feels good. I mean, I do love Cheetos too, but I tell you, I can't eat them because after, you know, you just feel so guilty and I don't want to have day glow orange. Looking at these colors you have on Vegan Rob's, these are all natural. I mean, this is 100% natural, right? Oh, they're all vegetables, yeah. They're they're powdered vegetables and we use um, really great uh, connecting flavors for pairings within those. And the sorghum, by the way, is grown in the Midwest, in Kansas and Nebraska. So obviously, you know, we love supporting USA. And, you know, then we have such a large uh, following from my previous career. So this brand is just, you know, all over. You, It's great. I love it. Well, what I saw about your website, veganrobs.com, is actually I sent my little sister um, a couple gift boxes of these these snacks. And I only tried a few, but I, I ordered the sampler for them. And I think that was pretty cool because you can ship uh, a 12-pack of different snacks anywhere in the continental United States or perhaps even the world, I imagine. Yes, and you can get a subscription base from us and get them every other week if you like. Yeah, so we, uh, I like those snack services. customers who just want them regularly. Well, for sure. Um, you know, my, my sweetheart was telling me the calorie numbers was uh, <laughs> concerning her, but I said, hey, you know, uh, I'm a big guy. I can, I can handle a bag or two. Um, how do you come up with some of these flowers? Why, did, why was cauliflower puff uh, something you wanted to put together? I mean, how did you find, first of all, cauliflower flower? Well, you know, cauliflower is like really one of those great vegetables that, you know, is kind of needs uh, – really great preparation when you make it. And so what we did was we took it and really gave it some, you know, a tick to it. So you have to really try it as well, but it's got probiotics with it. So again, great for your belly gut. And it's actually our top seller right now. So I love the cauliflower and the Brussels sprouts as well. Well, I just, I'm, I'm kind of uh, smitten on the cauliflower. I've been chomping them while you've been chatting. I like the fact that there's little sea salt, little granules, and that it's a little kind of explosion of flavor. Um, let's talk about all the products you make. How many products are in the Vegan Rob's uh, portfolio? We probably have 30 SKUs right now, and we continually come up with probably one a month, and we take some away. It's a continual process. We are actually the fastest company within three weeks of concept. We're in the market, which is unbelievable when you talk about being nimble to uh, – be there for the consumers. And what's coming in the future is personalized snacks, which we're getting into more about, you know, snacks for fear or, you know, pain or, you know, really? insomnia, things like that. This is what people are looking for. And we are definitely on the cutting edge of so many things. We're just miles ahead of everybody. Wow, the psychology of snacks, the emota snack, right? We're going to have little emoticons of snacks on our food. I'm feeling happy. What uh, exactly is there some R and D that goes into this? Have you uh, asked uh, some postpartum mothers and their blues, or what kind of food will make them happy? Well, yeah, we do a lot of research, and obviously, my, my years of putting together herbs with this, you know, Eastern medicine and you know, uh, adaptogenic, and then there's a, a lot of different kinds of um, you know, basic uh, spices that we use. 
to then, you know, excite and, and put you in that mood. They say most people buy snacks to reduce stress. That's why they go to convenience stores, for instance, to buy a snack. And so we basically have this whole thing about the psychology of the crunch. Do you ever take a bite or sip of, a, of something? Your mind can only think about one thing at a time. So that's why these snacks are so brilliant. And we are really delving into an area that it becomes a lot less frivolous. And when you talk about the calories, it's like moderation as well. So, But the calories may be good calories, right? And you may have good fats. People, for instance, want 20 grams of protein, but they throw everything else out around that right? You know, to get the flavor. So we focus on, again, gut health and probiotics as well as, you know, real great nutrition without, you know, talking about too many claims. What does a sorghum look like? Uh, it kind of looks like, um, you know, a small plant, a little <laughs> flowering plant that, you know, is about uh, four feet high, I guess, before they uh, harvest it. I had the chance to drive the combine myself, which was actually a really fun experience with the family that owns the farm. Wow. And is it like a grain, like a, uh, a grain of wheat or a corn or barley-sized? or? Yeah, it kind of looks like wheat a little bit, but it's not. It's gluten-free. Gluten-free. And it really fits perfectly. And the thing about it is it puffs up so well. It's really light and airy, like, unlike others like chickpea flour or uh, other blends of flours. I'm really great, especially with, you know, understanding how Pirate's Booty is made, understanding how to make it addictive, you know, and so we're really great at what we do. Well, it sounds like it. And, uh, of course, I do love crunchy things, um, whether it's the ice cube or, more importantly, the flavorful puffs that you've created. Um, speaking with Rob Ehrlich, the founder of Vegan Rob's. And, Rob, I'd like to talk more with you. Do you have some time? Oh, sure. Okay, good. We're going to take a little break here, but uh, I want to come back and chat more about some of the, the chips. Uh, I just tried this new chip. You talk about algae protein and uh, the chips called crispy pumpkin and using turmeric, and we have these kombucha bars. When I first took a bite, it took me a second to go, what is that acidity? And then I remembered. Hey, folks, stick around. I'll have more with Vegan Rob's right here on Happy Hour Radio. Unapologetically American, period. Kirby Wilbur, weekdays, 10 to noon, talk radio, 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle, hope you're having a great Saturday night. Maybe perhaps you're crunching or munching on something, perhaps Vegan Rob's. Uh, absolutely delicious, uh, flavorful, and nutritious sour gum products. He's got uh, kombucha bars and turmeric chips, uh, and I've got them on the line. Um, Rob Ehrlich is the founder of Vegan Rob's. And, Rob, I just opened up this package of turmeric chips. And uh, turmeric, is I'm totally into that. Um, I'm taking turmeric as a supplement because I know it helps with inflammation. Uh, but it seems to be the hot, new, cool, trending flavor because I have a buddy here in, in Washington that made a turmeric-flavored liqueur. Oh, yeah. Turmeric is really one of the best for inflammation, as you know, um, provides, you know, it's like an Indian spice. And so we put it on a rice chip, which has quinoa and uh, chia mm. and 
it's really just a beautiful rice chip, wild rice and brown rice mix, and it's just fabulous. You're going to love it. I am, I, I am crunching away, and I love that it's <laughs> rice. And I was looking at these little black specks, and I go, oh, that must be the chia, chia, which has really come um, delicious. You've got something here called algae protein. Let's talk about that. Um, how is that used in your uh, as an ingredient? Well, you know, there's always a search now for the best plant-based proteins on the market and all out there. And obviously, you know, pea protein is one that most people use. So we started using algae, right? And it's it's really gone great. It doesn't have the flavor that you would think. It doesn't taste like anything from the sea or anything. It just adds a really nice texture to the product and gives you, you know, a few extra grams of protein in each serving. Well, that's a plus, and we know that hopefully, ideally, that uh, the sea is a renewable source if we handle it right. But uh, seaweed's good. Of course, uh, it's big out here in the Pacific Northwest and all the Asian cultures, uh, just like sushi's big. Now, are you thinking about coming out with some flavors like sushi-flavored? Or I know it's vegan, but would you play have a play on words, something like that? Or is everything going to be plant-focused? Yeah we, yeah, we have these seaweed flutes that we're coming out with. They kind of look like tubes, and they're basically mostly seaweed. Um, they should be launching sometime in, you know, June or July, I'm thinking. So fun. Um, and they're really delicious and obviously have all of the, the nutrients that you would get from seaweed. Right. I think the iodine is one of those uh, key ingredients. Now, um, I took a bite of the kombucha bar, and like I said, I was like pleasantly surprised. It had a little bit of acidity here, which which in when working with the dark cocoa seeds and, and probiotics, um, it had a very, very interesting flavor. Uh, what was the idea behind a kombucha bar? Well, I'm actually the first one in history to put a beverage with a food like this and put uh, kombucha, which, as you know, has uh, beneficial bacteria into the SCOBY um, and then put it right into the seed bar. And it's working out unbelievable for us. Every retailer in this country wants this bar. You're going to start seeing this thing everywhere. In fact, tomorrow morning we're running more. So <laughs> we have uh, more pl- flavor, uh, flavors planned, and I think, you know, it's just it's a beautiful product. It works well. I'm enjoying it too because the seeds are nice and small. It's uh, it has a great density of texture, uh, density of uh, of chew. You've got some pumpkin seeds or pepitas, um, and it's got great flavor. And congratulations, this is really really fun. What are some of the retail prices for your products? So people might go, hey, I can go out and get that, or maybe tease them a little bit. Well, the bars are around two two ninety nine or something, and the bags are, of chips are like in the three dollar range as well. The small bags are a dollar and a half, something like that. They're definitely competitive with everything else out there considering the great ingredients we put on there we want everyone to have a chance to to experience this this is really what this is it's really fun and super delicious i can see you sponsoring one of those reality shows like survivor (laughs) surviving on vegan robs um so fun uh so you basically all foods or do you have a beverage coming out we had beverages before it's a very very tough market yeah you know there's only so much coolers place the thing about uh snacks is you can put them almost anywhere in the store and they last in airports and things like that. I mean, people on the go are still going to be munching and eating. You That's know? true. Usually right at the checkout stand is what I see all those snacks. Oh, a little impulse. Oh, yeah. uh, this is so fun. Congratulations on all your success. And thank you, by the way, for creating foods that uh, everyone can enjoy. Uh, you don't have to be uh, intolerant of some gluten or corn or whatever to enjoy these because they're good for everybody. Um, veganrobs.com. You can order a subscription, which sounds really fun. And we hope to see you up here in Seattle sometime. Christopher, thank you. And thank you on your success as well. 
and we hope to see you soon. You're so kind. Hey, that's Rob Ehrlich with Vegan Robs. It's veganrobs.com. I highly recommend uh, getting in on this. Uh, it's not really a snack food. This is like a, well, it's a super snack. It's so tasty and delicious. I'm, I'm really pleased. Um, Right now, I've got Alex Long with Sluice Chocolates. Hey, Alex, welcome to Happy Hour. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you, Chris. Hey, thanks for coming in on Saturday night. And uh, was that really fun? I mean, you tried some of these chips, too, with Vegan Rob. They're delicious. I, it's uh, much better than what I had in my mind, thinking it's an, uh, an, uh, an all-vegan product. A vegan product, right, because yeah. there's no you know, no animals. <laughs> How can it be good? Um, but go figure. Now, and do you have an idea what this is? Moringa, I should ask him. Moringa. Hmm. Moringa Puffs. Uh, it's Miracle Moringa. Mm, the Miracle Moringa on Ice is what we had in the Olympics this year. Uh, anyway, well, that was really tasty. Um, but you have something equally tasty. You are the owner-founder of Sluice Chocolates on First Avenue. Let's talk about you. I remember back in the days of the Rainier Club when yes. I was uh, a, an attendant there, um, you were <laughs> actually into this home, uh, home truffle thing. Yep. So I've been uh, making truffles for uh, almost uh, 10 years on the weekends. The whole thing started out as a uh, hobby. Um, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. Okay, so did you were you inspired by Martha Stewart? Did you go to uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, one time, or how did you get into the chocolate thing? Uh, the whole venture started out um, because I could not find the chocolates that I liked. Um, ever since the uh, downturn in the in the uh, in the markets in two thousand four and two thousand five, when gas prices went to five dollars, so everything became very expensive. So you begin to see companies start to cut costs. Right, right. So I got pissed off because my favorite box of uh, uh, chocolates from Belgium, um, where year after year they begin to cut costs. So year after year, there's more milk chocolate, more caramels in my box, oh. and I got tired of eating sugar and salt. So I said to myself, you know, I got to be able to make some uh, better chocolates. So hence started the uh, experiments. The experiments. So uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? You yes. needed some uh, chocolates that you could tr enjoy. Well, let's talk about chocolate. All right, so for everyone out there, their chocolate is a derivative of uh, cocoa, which is a cocoa bean. is part of the lily family, if I recall. No, orchid, orchid family. Is that right? Yeah. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Um, and chocolate is basically uh, sugar, cocoa, and... What? Um, well, so the uh, cocoa bean uh, gets to be processed, becomes cocoa powder, cocoa mass, and uh, uh, the uh, uh, cocoa butter. So those are the two uh, uh, core uh, components uh, that you get from the bean. And uh, you can you can have a 100% bar, which is just 100% uh, uh, from the cocoa bean. But the typical uh, chocolate bar that we get, we add a little sugar to it because a 100% chocolate bar does not taste too good. You need to add a little bit of the sugar to it. A little bitter, isn't it? Yeah, a little bitter. It's kind of yeah. like chewing on coffee beans a bit without the coffee flavor, but it's uh, it's very mild. I mean, it's almost a, kind of a ethereal note when you talk about using cocoa nibs. And I know, remember, Chef Bill would be using cocoa nibs on racks of lamb and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it's a flavor that we are very used to, but it's interesting because I don't think sometimes chocolate doesn't taste the same without sugar, right? Kind of like vanilla. Yeah. Vanilla needs sugar for us. We can smell it, but it doesn't taste right. So uh, what was the first... And now, when we think about chocolate, there are de several... Uh, there's grades of chocolate, commercial grade and premium grade, um, baker's grade. And there's some companies out there that do great jobs by producing um, chocolate for for uh, confectioners like yourself. Who are some of those brands that you use? Uh, so um, a guitar uh, from uh, here in the U.S. And then um, from the Swiss company... Uh, 
uh, Calibo, called, uh, Valrona, uh, Valrona, Felchland, uh, Calibo, and uh, so these are some of the uh, larger companies that does a, and a really good job in making uh, uh, core chocolates for us to use. Right. And what would you say your style of chocolate is for Salouse? Uh It's more of a truffle. Okay, truffle. So truffle. a truffle, and the reason they're called truffles is because at one point they look like little black gourds you dig out of the earth with yes. your. Um, originally, it was uh, just the ganache. So basically, a ganache is half-half uh, between uh, chocolate and uh, cream. And uh, they will ro- um, um, basically um, uh, put this into a, a little ball, a roll into a little ball, and then um, dust it with a, a, cocoa. a pa- cocoa powder. So then uh, it looks like a mushroom uh, truffle. So therefore, the name stuck. So if you go by the official French um, terms, if the the bonbon or the truffle is not dusted in cocoa powder, then technically it's not a truffle by the the French t- uh, terminologies. I see the definition. Okay, now you were as hobby. Um, do you have like some some cavities because eating a lot of chocolate? <laughs> Did what were some of the the challenges with starting this this chocolate idea? Starting uh, with the idea is to you know I don't actually. Believe it or not, I do not eat that much uh, of the chocolate myself. You know, it's just like over the years, you know, you, just, you know the taste, you know how to make it, then you don't really eat that much. I do eat, eat probably more chocolate than most people, um, but not as much as you think. It's the good stuff, though. Yeah, it, it is good for you. So how many Oompa Loompas do you have? Uh, j- just myself. Just myself. <laughs> Oompa Longo, right, Alex? Yeah, I, I employ myself. You employ yourself. So let's talk about, uh, quickly, you have a, a store, a uh Tell me about your store and the address and the website. Uh, the store is located at the uh, Thompson Hotel Complex. Uh, we're on the corner of First and Store in downtown uh, Seattle, right above the Pie Place Market. The address is uh, 1910 First Avenue, and uh, we're open uh, noon to 7 on most days. Noon to 7. So is there uh, – and you actually have a wine bar in there too, don't you? Uh, we're – we're applying for our wine license. Okay, very good. Hey, folks, I'm speaking with Alex Long, the founder of Salus Truffles Chocolates on First Avenue. We're going to dive into this big box of beauties when we come back right here on Happy Hour Radio. They do for politics what Edison did with the light bulb. Kirby and Carlson, weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Hey, Seattle. Welcome back. Time for round three. And I've got uh, two pairs of... (laughs) Two triplets of chocolate in front of me and one cool cat. Alex Long, the founder of Salouse Chocolates on First Avenue, is in the studio. Alex, uh, we were talking about um, you having a hobby and some of the challenges. You don't eat a lot of chocolate now, but when did you decide to go pro? Um, when I left my other company and decided to uh, fill the void with another uh, 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 new uh, uh, venture. <laughs> I guess, so once again, necessity is the mother of yeah. invention. The thing is that you know, for entrepreneurship, you, don't, you sometimes you do need a little fire uh, uh, you know, uh, right underneath your feet to uh, give you that drive, that, uh, that 
a boost. That that's what a mortgage is or yeah. <laughs> insurance bill, yep. something like that. Um, and what was the first product you came out with? Because uh, you now have six different products in front of me, and this is just one iteration or one f- facet of your company. But when you thought about making chocolates, do you say, okay, I'm going to come out with the best this or two of these, or what was it? It was uh, just to experiment. So actually, my first batch, uh, my first batch was on March fifth uh, of uh, 2007, and it was and uh, I drink a lot of coffee and actually I'm a bit uh, jittery right now. I think I drank too much coffee this morning. Um, but um, my first batch was uh, um, a truffle infused with um, Colombian coffee. With, oh, <laughs> how <laughs> ironic. Okay, so you made a batches. Now, how many chocolates do you make now? How many versions of truffles, of flavored truffles? I mean, how many products are you producing? I have over 64 different flavors, but uh, obviously it's just a, it's a one-man show at the moment, so I don't, I don't have time to make everything. So at the shop, I have probably around 10 to 12 different uh, flavors. All right. Well, you are so generous to bring six flavors today. What do we have in front of me in this beautiful little, looks like a little makeup uh, it's tin a, or something? It's a mini pot de ganache. So it's a little pot with a ganache fill on the inside. It's, uh, you'll find these at some of the- You mean a pot of ganache? Pot of a ganache. Okay. So You'll find some of these in some of the French uh, um, uh, areas. And uh, mm. so the first one is actually from our mutual friend, uh, mm. Yen at Glass Vodka. So this is a little pot of ganache infused with his Kona Vodka. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, Ian McNeil, um, as well as we left Laura, uh, owners of Glass Distillery, which is also on First Avenue. And yep. First Avenue's yep. got some tasting rooms, by the way. It's um, it's going to be Thirst Avenue is what I, what I hear some people calling. Um, wow. So ganache, again, is, is half cream, half cocoa powder, Part- half cocoa butter, and... Oh, it's uh, half chocolate, uh, half cream, and then this has the the addition of the glass vodka infused into the chocolate itself. Mm. So this is different than most of the uh, liquor infused chocolates that you find in the market. It doesn't have the a coating of the sugar or shell on you know on the inside. So this is uh, done proprietary uh, method. The um, the liquor is infused into the chocolate itself. So as you notice, as the chocolate melts, you get a little heat uh, coming through from the chocolate. Wow. Now, are you selling them and this, this is how I'd enjoy it? Yeah. This is, this is perfect because the challenge is you've got to commit to that giant truffle and nobody wants to take a half a bite, then what do you do with it? But this little pot de creme, if you will, yes. the creme, the pot de creme de ganache, um, you just take off the lid, put your little plastic spoon in there and take it, and it's very concentrated. This is amazing. Yeah. So I decided to do these because it's, uh, the angels is less likely to take their share. <laughs> because so what I found out over the years that even though all the truffles are enrobed in two layers of dark chocolate, the uh, alcohol will eventually um, uh, evaporate. evaporate, and you end up with uh, something that's uh, uh, under par. Um, so on these uh, mini potty ganaches, uh, they're portable. They're not going to melt in your pocket. And uh, also, it prevents you from eating the whole thing in one sitting, yeah. meaning that you have to enjoy it slowly. It, it saddens me when some people pop a whole truffle in their mouth and start chewing on it. And that is just not the way to enjoy it. You want to enjoy it slowly. Well, they're missing out on the prolonging that. There's a yeah. little foreplay with that truffle. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part is that you want to pair this with some wines, with some scotch, and uh, just enjoy it with some friends or slowly. I agree. Uh, what a treat. So uh, let's move to the second flavor is uh, what? Jim Beam. Jim Beam. So I've been doing a lot of, of uh, bourbon lately. And uh, the first one is the Jim Beam. It's uh, uh, very uh, well known here in the U.S. And uh, so you can taste the difference. I brought both Jim Beam and then also another local one. So you can taste the uh, difference between what uh, a commercial large barrel bourbon 
a bourbon will taste like versus a small craft a, a distillery with a smaller barrel. Outside of the, the the liquors or the spirits, are these chocolates identical? A uh, little different. So what I do trying to do is that once I taste the uh, liquor, I try to match a chocolate that will uh, pair with uh, with it. it. The percentage may seem uh, similar, but they're actually very uh, different uh, chocolates. Right. Okay. Um, now this one is a little darker flavor. This and also a little more milk flavor too. It seems yes. creamier. Basically, vanilla from the bourbon. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, well done, and I just love. So, what is this little? Is this like this is like a ten dollar little? <laughs> what this These be? are 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 not not too bad. They're four to five dollars, depending on the uh, liquor on the inside. Okay, and we try to be fairly uh, reasonable in our pricing. Right. Well, I think it's a deal because you only need it. This is the perfect backup for a bad day, or just keep it in your purse. And if you need a little bump kind of thing, like yeah. I know it's going to make me happy. It's like just this. All right, let's keep going. This is so tasty. What's next? Next one is a two-bar bourbon on 4th Avenue, our friend uh, Nathan. Yeah. I know him well. And uh, so he's been making uh, bourbon for the past, I think, three or four years and does a very fantastic job. And this is his uh, small barrel uh, straight bourbon whiskey. Okay. Straight bourbon whiskey means it's two it's, years in, in oak. It's at, yeah, uh, at least two years. Yeah. Uh, I like how the, the little – this is like a um, – uh, cappuccino or something. You twist the cop- <laughs> top off and it gives you a little swirly. Or- yeah. It looks pretty cute. All right, so two bars. Uh, Nathan, he makes good stuff. Congratulations. And you'll notice that it's a little bit stronger, a little bit more potent compared to the large barrel uh, Jim Beam. Mm. Nothing wrong with Jim Beam. This is just a little different. It's uh, I like here- Jim Beam. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, it's the standard to me for, for bourbon. Uh, of course, it's aged a little longer than two years. Um, that is delicious, and I like how, how unique the flavors are. Sometimes, you know, to taste them side by side, it, they're all good, but then you realize that the nuances that you have here, and I think it's about balance. Congratulations. Salus, Salus.com. How do we spell Salus? Uh, S-E-L-E-U-S-S. And what does Salus mean? Uh, I named after an uh, ancient uh, city in Greece. Uh, as you know, uh, to the Greeks, uh, they did not have heaven or hell. They had Hades and the Elysium. So the concept for Elysium came out from the Eleusinian uh, Mysteries, which was uh, situated in an ancient town called uh, Eleusis. And so I named it after the city and also the name of the priest king. So the premise is oh, here. Oh, Salus. I see. Yeah. Got it. Elusa. So the premise is here is that by partaking in a little piece of chocolate, you too can gain passage to... The Elysium. So we make it easy ah, for you. All right. Well, we've had Elysium brewing on before, and uh, um, the Elysium is a great place to be. <laughs> so we're, it's kind of an up. Uh, it's kind of an upstream battle, I think, sometimes. But we make it easy. It just just a bite of our chocolate, and you're, it's you're a good. twist of the wrist, yep. and uh, and forever on the hips. <laughs> so like, well, you don't have to worry. See, the, the most time people worry about chocolate because thinking they're thinking of caramel, something a lot of sugar, yeah. a lot of butter. This is high quality chocolate, high quality ingredients. You don't have to worry. I'm not. And uh, this is by far probably at least fifty percent less sugar than most of the chocolates on the market. Right, and of course you get all the extra um, uh, antioxidants that come with all the dark cocoa. True, uh, to a certain extent, but uh, you know, but the chocolate <laughs> fighting with that. The problem is with the thing. That there's a lot of marketing, a lot of um, uh, hype, fa- f- uh, uh, fake fa- news, fake news, or false marketing. It's like this is still a treat, right? If you want. 
eat healthy. This is not a vitamin per se. Right. right. It's even even for a dark chocolate bar, right? So like you want to eat healthy, go eat a salad. This is still a treat. Yeah. Rubbing coconut oil versus olive oil all over your body. <laughs> 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 all right, this next one, orange cognac. Orange cognac. So this is from from a well-known uh, distillery in uh, the Alsace region of France, uh, Wolfburger. They're known for their Kirsch and mm. uh, their uh, Aduvives mm. and cognacs. So this is an orange cognac uh, from them. Oh, my. Now, orange is something that's been with, uh, paired with chocolate forever, and this is really heavenly. This oh. this one sings. So this, imagine this with some uh, nice uh, uh, um, a Blanc de Blanc or a nice uh, champagne. Interesting. Okay. Oh. Well, we might have to get some. Let's get our friend Brian Melitas with Fat Quirky. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> we should do that. Uh, that is a beautiful, a beautiful iteration, a beautiful flavor. Um, so we have uh, two more French raspberry. So this is also from uh, Wolfburger, and uh, they do a fantastic job. So this is uh, a raspberry brandy, and uh, you'll get a little taste of the fermented raspberry in this. And uh, see how I like it. And you, of course, being the wine connoisseur. Mm. Now, the orange is on the attack, and it gets nasally. You get the aromas right away. Yeah. But the framboise itself takes some time, yeah. and it's a little more delicate. It's kind of on the finish of uh, this flavor. How much... How much alcohol is in here? Is this got a proof to it? Is this ten proof? Oh no, no, it's much less. It's, it's, we are sensitive to the alcohols. This is within the illegal mean uh, we? limit. You mean the, uh, the rice we? <laughs> <laughs> so the percentage is uh, under one percent actually by weight. Okay, yeah. well, all right. But so, you do get a lot. So by using higher quality ingredients, you do taste more. But it's actually within all the legal limits. That's right. It's quality and quantity in this one. Yes. <laughs> uh, really cool. Hey, Alex, we have one more chocolate, so we'll tease it. We're going to take a little break. Uh, hey. Stick around, folks. I'm with my pal Alex Long of the founder of Salus Chocolates on First Avenue. Uh, we're going to be back with our uh, sixth and final flavor just tonight. So stick around right here on 570 Live, he's local, he's all Northwest. Lars Larson, weekdays noon to 3, Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI, want to know weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Well, hey, folks, hope you're having a great Saturday night. Time for our fourth and final segment. And uh, thank goodness for Alex Longus Loose Chocolates. He actually brought spirits tonight because it would have been a rather dry Saturday night. Uh, and yet you saved the day. Uh, Alex Long, the founder of Salus Chocolates on 1st Avenue. Alex, uh, you opened up the store, which is um, in that beautiful hotel, the Thompson Hotel, just a year ago. Yes. That's cool. And did you design it? Because it's it's very sleek. Uh, yeah, I did the all, uh, uh, tail design. So the the shop is uh, um, in the form of a neo uh, rococo style. So a lot of uh, say it again. A neo uh, rococo. What's so, rococo? Uh, Baroque uh, style. Uh, basically, oh, uh, a it. lot of gold and uh, a lot of shiny stuff. <laughs> Trying to keep it classy, of course. <laughs> Mm, shiny. I like it. Uh, so fun. Well, uh, we have, um, let's talk about we've, the first flavor of chocolate was the uh, glass vodka Kona, Kona. Kona flavor. Then we had the Jim Beam. Then we had uh, Nathan at Two Bar, his uh, straight bourbon whiskey. We had an orange cognac, a raspberry um, eau de vie or a brandy fuel, which means it's been aged in wood. And uh, the final flavor is? 
uh, McMenamin's High Council brandy from uh, Oregon. So I figured I'll do. I'm doing a lot more of the local uh, spirits, and uh, this was actually given to me by a local investment company called the uh, Butter Bacon. So they invest uh, in uh, spirit companies, and so they're a really good friend. They gave me this bottle of uh, McMenamin's to try, and uh, so you can compare this. Um, the difference is that this is a craft uh, local company that does uh, brandy in uh, Oregon. Okay, so this is grape brandy, or this is a fruit uh, brandy? This or? is uh, it's a grape, and it's uh, from a, a Chardonnay. Uh, the Vion- I can never say this properly. Uh, Viognier. Viognier. Viognier, and uh, the Semillon. 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 Yeah. So it's a uh, brandy from these uh, three grapes. Cool. Um, this one is is very delicate, but it, it seems like the chocolate is is unique for this one. Yeah, yeah. So I do and a different blend for each different um, uh, variety. This is very chocolatey, and because when you think of the brandy, that's a very very delicate spirit because you're not going to get a lot of grape flavor per se or chardonnay or semillon. So you get just a hint of the the wood, the oak in it, and um, it's it's again it's such a a very desirable, pleasurable experience. Uh, I take it you get a little spoon with it. Yes, uh, all the box will come with spoons, and uh, so you can uh, enjoy them on the go. <laughs> this takes you back you to can, the eighties. Or you can always use your uh, little finger, I guess. And uh, yes, they will. They will. You need to develop something that will get extract every micro, you know, <laughs> gram of, of flavor out of this little. Um, it's called peau de ganache. Now you should check that French because it might be peau du. Uh, it's okay. We're American. It's okay. It's okay. Well, in case you want to sell in Canada, uh, I'm curious. Um, are there any le- legal th- legalese for using spirits? I know it's, you said it's one proof or one percent uh, or something. It's uh, one. It's uh, under one percent by weight, and so it's exempt from uh, under the uh, under the uh, RCW. So it's uh, exemption under RCW six six point one two dot one six zero. Okay, in case like your words listening, yeah, so I don't I, think I, they tune in. You know, they take Saturday night off. I went through the books and uh, went through all the languages and uh, wanted to make sure everything is, uh, you know, by the code. Is the orange uh, orange cognac? Does it have orange peel in there? Uh, that's all just from the orange cognac. Orange so, cognac. Yeah. Mm. All right. So fun. You have a host of other flavors and, and truffles. Uh, you you have a sampler pack, so you can do you can do catering things like that. Do you have any events down there in First Avenue? Uh, we have a tasting every Wednesday, uh, and to where you can come down to our shop and taste all the chocolates. But uh, of course, you can come down anytime, and then we'll be more than happy to do a full tasting for you there at the shop. Um, actually, I'm best known for my rose infused truffles. I believe you probably tried some of them um, back at the club. Yes. So these are actually not. M- People think they're made with rose water or rose flavoring. No, these are actually made with real rose petals. Yeah. The rose petals are simmered in a, uh, the organic cream, pressed out, filtered, so now you have a real rose-infused cream. And uh, then that's infused with chocolates to make the ganache. So the ganache will taste and smell like a real rose. And good pairing with uh, rosés and burgundies. Right on. Well, super exciting. Now, one of the other things you have down there is um, hot chocolate or yes. drinking chocolate. Yeah. That sounds amazing. My mother's totally into it. I'll have to bring her down there uh, if she hasn't been down there before. Um so fun. Alex Long, the founder of Salus Chocolates. Salus, spell it again. Uh, S-E-L-E-U-S-S. Salus.com. Yeah. And uh, noon to seven, uh, Tuesday through Sunday. Yes. Right down on First and Stewart at the Thompson Hotel. Uh, super fun. Thanks for sharing this. I'm going to enjoy this, and I know that uh, it's so potent that I can share it with many other people as well, because a little goes a long ways. Yeah. Folks, I'll see you again. Let's do this. Um, let's get some, let's try some 
spirit pairing or some wine pairing. No, I want to try that. That will be fantastic. Okay. Hey, folks, hope you enjoyed today's show with um, Rob Ehrlich of Vegan Rob's. He's out of New York, and he's making some truly tasty and delicious snacks, uh, kombucha bars, chips, and puffs, and things like that. And, of course, my pal Alex Long, who... Uh, it's got some mouth-watering chocolates, and it's really fun to have these uh, delicate versions with uh, just a touch of spirits, and uh, they're lifted. They're um, really, really tasty. And I like the way you have this little twist turn. It's a, it's a single serving, but you can have it 30 times, or yeah. maybe it won't last that long. Hey, folks, uh, remember, we have a, a website called happyhourradio.net, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, Happy HR Radio. Um, hope you enjoy the show again. And remember, you know, life's always better with a designated driver. Cheers!